Welcome to the King's Cast, dynamic teaching recorded live at King's Church in Cambridge, England. We hope you are blessed and challenged by listening to the ministry today. And now, here's the broadcast. And of course, it is all about the Lord Jesus Christ. Actually, before Christmas, I started to prepare a message, a Christmas message, uh, that was relating to the Lord Jesus Christ. And this is an induction service, but I could not. I've tried hard. I've looked at other messages. I've looked into the Word of God. But I felt this afternoon, above everything else, in these few minutes, I wanted to preach to you Jesus. I wanted you, every single one of you, Christian or non-Christian, person that comes to this church or who doesn't, to actually be drawn again to the loveliness and the beauty of the Lord Jesus Christ. You see, we talk about a magnetic personality. We know what a magnet is. A magnet is something that draws something to itself. If I were to drop these paper clips onto the floor, it would be very easy for me to pick them up with the magnet. And some people have a magnetic personality. Uh, Just a few months ago, one of the most magnetic personalities, certainly to be uh, alive during my lifetime, was uh, Nelson Mandela. It seems that at his funeral, people came from the north and the south, the east and the west. People all wanted to be seen, whether they were pop stars, film stars, politicians or the whosoever, they wanted to shake the hands and be friends with that great man. At his funeral, it was packed out. It was a who's who. As leaders from around the globe were drawn to that funeral service. But I want to tell you there is a greater than Nelson Mandela that is here this afternoon. His name is Jesus. And he said, if I be lifted up, I will draw all men to myself. It's my intention and my desire very, very simply... That whether it's our friends, uh, Phil and Emma, who have been inducted, or whether you're a member of this church, or whether you're a friend or a family member, to actually be drawn, not even to the baton, but to the person of the Lord Jesus Christ. For when I looked into the scriptures, I found there was nobody with a more magnetic personality, or actually a more magnetic person than Jesus Christ. This is what the Bible says. It says in Luke's Gospel, chapter 23 and verse 39, And then there was one of the criminals who were hanged. They blasphemed him. And they said, If you are the Christ, then save yourself and us. But the other answering rebuked him, saying, Do you not even fear God, seeing you are under the same condemnation? We indeed justly are receiving our due reward for our deeds. But this man has done nothing wrong. A little bit like the testimony of Nathan and Pastor Phil. That actually there was a time when they would have had to say, Hey, listen, we've got it all wrong. Uh, We're going on a wrong way. We haven't got it all together. But with Jesus, they could find no fault at all. They said to Jesus, Lord, please remember me when you come into your kingdom. And Jesus said, Surely. This day you will be with me in paradise. As you look at the life of the Lord Jesus Christ, 
all the way from the very earliest of days to his last days on planet earth, he drew people to himself. Think about the magnetism of his cradle. I, I told you that we have just celebrated Christmas. In fact, I've got some good news for all of you ladies that are here this afternoon. Did you know there are just 347 days left to the next Christmas day? Doesn't it go quick? I want to tell you, the older you get, the quicker it seems to go. I don't know how quick it's going for you, Andrean. It's going pretty quick for me. Already this year, 340. But we've just celebrated Christmas. Uh, did you go to a nativity? We've got six grandchildren. We've been married 40 years. And uh, we, we went to the nativity. Uh, I, I'm very proud of, of my little granddaughter. She was a star. That's it. That's it. No speaking part, no nothing. Just had a silly thing on her head and she was a star. But it was marvelous to see her. And I suppose up and down this country and all around the globe at Christmas time, people realize that, well, it's a time for remembering. Remembering what? Remembering an event of the magnetism of the cradle. For when Jesus Christ was born, there were some wise men, Magi they were called, and they followed a star. <coughs> and there... I know we talk about three wise men, but nowhere in the Bible does it say there were three wise men. We know there were three gifts that were brought of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. But nowhere does it actually specifically say it was only three. But there were at least three. And they went to the cradle. They were drawn to the cradle. They followed the star and the magnetism pulled them to the place where the baby lay. There they recognized the kingship of Jesus. The Bible makes that clear if we had time to look into the scriptures. And recognizing the baby in the cradle, drawn to him, recognizing the greatness of this babe that was born, it says that they worshipped him. Can I suggest something this afternoon? That at this great induction service, and I... I have been so thrilled to be here. You, you don't know. I'm bubbling on the inside with the delight of you giving me the privilege of sharing at this great occasion. But you know, what would cause even a greater lift in my heart is to realize that we're all worshiping him in spirit and in truth. That must thrill your heart as a, as a worship leader. When you realize that people are pushing in from the place of thanksgiving into the place of praise and into the place of worship. Oh, I want to tell you how you can be wise. You can be a wise man and a wise woman by becoming a worshipper of the king uh, this afternoon. But it was not just wise men that were drawn to the cradle and the magnetism and the pull of that cradle. But actually there were some pretty ordinary folk in a, in a field. Shepherds just watching the sheep, just going about their ordinary business. When suddenly into the ordinary, the extraordinary happened. Hey, do you know what? I'm a believer in the extraordinary invading the ordinary. I'm a believer that actually anything could happen in this meeting, even in the few minutes that are remaining. For the God who was the God who sent an angel to declare to those shepherds, hey, there's one that is born. His name is going to be called Jesus, for he's going to save his people from their sins. Is the same God 
that is able to present himself in such a real and tangible way this afternoon. And I guess he would want us to do the same. Do you know, it says that the wise men recognized his kingship and that they went home a different way. That's my prayer. That from the induction service, we will come in contact with Christ and go back a different way. That we'll go changed. It says of the shepherds that they went and they saw Jesus in the cradle and then they left. And it says then they went and told other people of the event. They became witnesses of the Christ. And that's my desire for this afternoon. That in the simplicity of my message, and it is simple, I know that, but that we would be worshippers and witnesses. That we would worship him who is the king. And we would witness of the Christ that we saw in that beautiful portrayal on the DVD earlier. Oh yes, there's a magnetism. My, my wife, she used to have fish. We haven't got them now. But she had one of these little gadgets And to clean the inside of the fish tank, she would put a cloth and there was a magnet on it and then a magnet on the outside of the glass and she would move it up and down on the outside and it would clean the inside. The power of magnetism and the pull. The power and the magnetism of the pull of Jesus this afternoon. As I simply say, we are not looking even at any personality. Save him who is the saviour of the world. But not just the magnetism of his cradle, but what about the magnetism of his character? I I, I tell you, there was something about Jesus that was so absolutely wonderful. Time after time after time, vast multitudes, they followed this man called the Christ. They were drawn to him as bees gather around a honeypot. Such was his magnetism. The rich came and the poor came. The beggars and the rulers came. The sinful and the good living came. The unskilled and the skilled. The blind and the deaf. The dumb and the lame. The diseased and the paralyzed. The high society folk and the low class folk. The priests and the publicans. The harlots and the thieves. The young and the old. I want to tell you that in the life of the Lord Jesus Christ there was such a magnetism that whether it would be boys and girls that would want to sit upon his lap or whether it was older people or whether it was diseased people or, oh, the whosoever just felt a pull towards him. I don't know any of you in this room very well at all. Andrean, of course, know her reasonably well. Pete and Jane, a little bit. Andrew a little bit, and that's about my lot. But I know a man that knows you and through and through. He knows perhaps your ordinariness. He knows your failings. He knows your strengths. He knows whether you're sick or whether you're ill. And if tonight you would be drawn to him in this afternoon service, if you would be drawn and pulled towards the character of this great man, I want to say that you won't be disappointed. For the words relating to Jesus as he walked on this earth were these. None of them who obeyed his voice found him to be a disappointment. And I don't know who you are. I do know this. 
that if you will open up your life and just be drawn to Christ, he won't disappoint you. You can be healed, you can be saved, you can be restored, you can be set free, you can be provided for. I don't know what it is that you have need of. But Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, this afternoon, and forever. Oh yes, there was a magnetism about his cradle. And there was a magnetism about his character. But what about what we looked at on the screen? It symbolized a Christ that was crucified. And I want to say that there was a magnetism about his cross. For gathered around the cross on that day when he was crucified were so many different types of people. And tomorrow, and even today, around the globe there are people that are going to take a little bit of bread, a little drop of wine or fruit juice or whatever it is that they use, and they will break the bread and they will drink the wine in remembrance of a Christ that was crucified on a cross. For the magnetism of the cross has gone down through the centuries, through the last uh, several thousands of years. And now, as ironical and paradoxical as it might seem, Christ's death on the cross still remains the central focal point for mankind today. But I can't kind of leave it there with a Christ that we saw upon a cross. For I've got some good news for you, and I don't mind if you pretend you're a black church. This afternoon, I like black churches, kind of, because they get just a little bit excited. And when I start talking about a Christ who is not dead, but is alive forevermore, that on the third day, he rose triumphant all the ground. They start to get excited. I mean, I'm talking about a Jesus who is alive and is alive forevermore. I'm talking about an Alpha and an Omega, a beginning and an end. I'm talking about a Jesus who meets every single need. I'm talking about one that is no longer upon the cross, but He is risen. Hallelujah! And there is such a magnetism about the cross of the Lord Jesus Christ. Oh, would you be even like the one that I read in the scriptures earlier? For either side of him were a couple of thieves and robbers, a couple of bad boys, a bit like you, Nathan, and I was right there with you. But what are we going to do? Are we going to kind of say, oh dear me, come on, get us, get us out of this mess, come and help us if you can, if you can. or are we going to say, please Lord, you see me where I'm at. I can't hide anything from you. Will you remember me when you come into your kingdom? See, all it takes is the magnetism of his cross to pull you to the place where you own up to the fact that you need his grace afresh. You're looking at someone that can't sing. Thank, thank goodness. Hey, you can sing. You can preach. I was going to say I can do one of the two, but I'm going to say you can't do either of the two, but no. I'm pretty good in the bath at singing, mind you. But I can't sing it, but I can, I can say it. Oh, amazing grace. How sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found. I was blind, but now I see. 
And there isn't a person living on planet earth who doesn't need the grace of Almighty God. For us to again, this afternoon, come to this induction service, there is nothing greater than men and women who perhaps have never tasted of that grace or who are perhaps are Christians and say, I want again a fresh anointing and I want again to experience the grace of God. Mm, it all happens as we're pulled to the Christ of the cross. And so we draw it to an end. I told you I'd be quick and I told you I'd be simple. But how can we end there? For there is the magnetism of his cradle. There is the magnetism of his character. There is the magnetism of his cross. But this is what the Bible says. In the book of 1 Thessalonians, and chapter 4, verse 15, I say this to you by the word of the Lord, that those of you who are alive and remain until the coming of the Lord will by no means precede those who are asleep. For the Lord himself is going to descend with a shout, with the voice of an archangel and with the trumpet of God. The dead in Christ are going to rise first. And then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And then we shall always be with the Lord. Therefore, comfort one another with these words. I want to tell you, although we don't hear a lot of preaching about it, I preach it as often as I'm able, that Jesus is coming again. I don't know when. I don't know the time. I don't know the minute. Although I do know this, that it seems so many signs around the globe would point to the soon return of the Lord Jesus Christ. As we drove here today, Andrean was just talking about how it seems that so many things seem to be getting worse in so many ways. How sad. You've got a three-year-old, little three-year-old. How sad that up in Scotland, a little three-year-old went missing 48 hours ago. And then at just before midnight, I was watching the news at two o'clock this morning. And, uh, and they made the announcement that a little boy had been found. And they've detained at the moment the mum. And are talking to her. Hundreds, thousands of people had gone out into the fields and onto the streets to seek for that little boy. And sadly the end is not what people would want. I don't know what happened but it was a tragedy. But that's only one tragedy. You know in Cambridge, behind closed doors there are people that are sticking needles into their arms. There are people that are carrying guns and weapons. You say, in Cambridge? Oh, yes. For in every hamlet and in every city, in every village and in every place, in this that we call Great Britain, <laughs> there is the results of sin. There is heartache. There is brokenness. But there is an answer. It lies in the Christ of God. And it lies in the fact that actually he's coming again. He's coming for his bride. He's coming for his church. He's coming for those that have put their trust in him. And I don't preach a message of fear. But I do earnestly say to you this afternoon, if Jesus Christ were to come back today, are you ready? Christian, are you ready? Non-Christian, 
Why not make yourself ready? Why don't you allow something of the magnetism of Christ to draw you to him this afternoon? You see, it says that it is coming again. The dead in Christ are going to be raised up to meet him in the air. What a gathering that's going to be. What a, what a pull. I mean, we're talking about here a magnetism that defies the laws of gravity as we're caught up to meet Christ in the air. Are you going to be amongst that number? Are you going to be one of those that is actually experiencing the pull of the Christ? I quoted it earlier to you, and I believe it. The Bible says, hey, if Jesus be lifted up, if I be lifted up, then I'm going to draw all men to myself. And that's what I wanted to do this afternoon. For although I don't know Phil very well, the couple of conversations and the things that I've seen on the emails, there's not only a pastor's heart in this man, but there's an evangelistic heart as well. In fact, when, when you read out the scripture, Pete, to do the work of the evangelist, that's not going to be too difficult for you because I don't know whether pastorally or evangelistically is your greatest anointing and your greatest gift. But I can sense that this man loves to see people come to Christ. And so do I. And so would every single one of us. For there is still no greater miracle, greater than blind eyes opening, greater than leprosy being cured or cancers being dissolved, is the miracle of a person that experiences the grace of God so that they're ready at the second coming of Christ should he come during our lifetimes. And so, I said I'd be finished by ten past, and according to my watch, I am. But what are you going to do at this induction? Just be happy because we've had a sandwich, we can have a sandwich. Celebrate certainly because of the great occasion that it is for this lovely couple. Or will you say, John, I want above everything else from this induction service, for me personally, to feel the pull again, to be drawn closer than ever to Jesus. Bow your heads in a word of prayer, will you please? Thank you for listening, and we trust that the Word of God has inspired you today. For further information about King's Church, or to access our large archive of other recordings, go to www.kingscambridge.org. If you're listening on iTunes, we would love you to leave us some feedback. God bless and goodbye.